Hello, everyone. This is Lori Boyer, the Ag Queen. Welcome to the Ag Queen podcast, episode number three. This is where we go deeper into the agriculture industry and today a special interview on innovation in agriculture. Hello everyone, Lori Boyer here, and today I am visiting with co-founders of The Grain Weevil. I want to introduce to you today Chad Johnson, he is the CEO, and Ben Johnson, Chief Innovation Officer, both again with Grain Weevil. And that's what we're here to talk about is this robot. Thank you for joining me first off, gentlemen, I appreciate it. Very excited, thanks for having us. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get started. Uh, we'll talk about what the robot is, how it helps farmers, and then let's talk a little bit about how you came up with the idea and kind of the background process of how it came to be. How does that sound? Sounds great. Ben, you want to go ahead? Yeah. So I'll, I'll just give you a little rundown of the Grain Weevil. So the Grain Weevil is a grain bin safety and management robot. Um, It scurries across the top of the grain inside of the bin using auger-based propulsion. So two screw-like augers on either side of the 18-inch robot. Um, And these allow us to drive on top of the grain as well as manipulate the grain. Um, And this leads us to be able to do tasks inside of the grain bin to help the farmer. So we're able to level the bin, um, help with the efficient extraction of the grain when you're taking it out, which includes smoothing out the walls of grain, Um, as well as breaking up clumps and bridges and spreading out the fines and broken materials as you're putting grain into the bin. So what we're trying to do is fit the robot into the farmer's workflow and help them stay out of the bin so that they can stay safe and so that we can more properly manage the grain during the entire storage process. I've watched a video. Basically, the robot to me looks like a I don't know, even like a little mini airplane or something. And it's got little rotors underneath it. Is that how it's working? Yeah, so those are augers, much like what are, what farmers use to move grain um, through different tubes or to take the grain out of the bin. Um, it's an old technology, and we're using it to maneuver the robot so the robot is able to drive as well as manipulate the grain using those same augers. Is it ran like through a remote, like you would maybe one of the remote control cars? Is that how you control it? So right now, yes, I control the robot with a remote control, drive it just like an RC car or any other kind of robot. Um, but as we're moving forward and into the summer here, we're doing some testing. Um, we're, we're planning on building out autonomous features um, that will allow the farmer to drop the robot in the bin, leave it, go home, tell it to do a task so that it, it takes some of that um, that time that it would take to do some tasks out of the farmer's hands. I mean, we realize that's a pretty big part of um, our MVP product. So as of right now, they drop it in there, use it, and then have to get it out, right? So that's an interesting question. We're, we're building it to be used as the, like that. That is one way to oh, use okay. the grain weevil. Um, we're building it so it is mobile so that the farmer can have one robot use it in many different bins or any situation. Um, but but what we're hearing is that it may turn into one robot per bin. So we're also building the robot to be um, permanently installed in a bin. And that will allow the farmer to much more easily you know, manage the bin throughout the whole storage process. They won't have to deal with um, retrieving the robot um, and, and moving it bin to bin and, and having the safety issues of climbing to the top of the bin um, every single time they need to 
do something in the bin. How long ago did you actually create a robot or a prototype and actually use it? How long ago was that? Um, so we actually started working on the ideas um, about three and a half years ago. It took us quite a long time to get a robot that could function on the grain. Um, we, we tried pretty much every idea you could come up with. And so we actually drove the robot on the grain successfully in March of 2020. So that was the first time we had a, I don't know, you could go on Twitter and find it. It's, it's 3D printed and held together with duct tape. And all it can do is just very slowly drive up the grain. Uh, but it indicated that our concept of a mobile robot that can engage the surface of the grain was viable. And so we've been running full speed ever since. So that leads me exactly to where I wanted to head with the next question. Can one of you kind of outline some of the changes slash improvements you've made since that first test? Sure, I'll, I'll, I'll attempt to do that. So we are actually on um, iteration number 12. So, so this is our 12th version of the robot. Um, we, we started out with 3D printed bodies and, and augers with some um, leftover motors from our competitive robot program that we run here in Aurora, just, you know, just finding stuff to see what, what would work. Um, we've completely changed the, the type of motor that we're using. Um, we've changed, we've, we've started with nine volt batteries and worked our way all the way up to now we're using 44 volt batteries. Um, we went from off the shelf electronic components to now a fully custom designed um, electronic controller, including the software. Um, and so that's Ben's job is the, the electronics design. He does all the printed circuit boards. Um, so a lot of what we've been testing is how long we can keep the robot operating on a battery. Um, we went from our first little 3D printed robot with a drill battery. Um, the, the entire process, it could last less than three minutes. Um, and now we're, we're able to operate the robot um, almost completely for about three hours. Oh. Um, so so that's, that's been a big, big change. We've tinkered with all different sorts of auger designs for the best. Um, we had one robot that, man, it could just fly across the surface of the grain and, and go super fast, but it didn't do much. Then we've had another version of the robot that just dug really deep, like it could dig about 10 inches in and it just moved like big amounts of grain, um, but the battery wouldn't last very long. And so where we're at now is, is almost a perfect balance between moving fast and moving grain. So, so that's, that's, been a, that's really been our process is just to start building in more and more and more reliability um, so that the robot could operate and accomplish the tasks. Is the robot then actually on the market or is it still kind of in testing phase at this point? Yeah, so we have one functional prototype right now. We are, by the end of June, we'll have a fleet of six robots. And those six robots are for our testing that we're starting on. We have on the farm trials with six farms, um, two in Nebraska, two in Tennessee, one in um, Iowa and one in Arkansas, where we'll be testing in different um, different grains, different scenarios. Um, we're looking at hundreds and hundreds of hours of robots in the grain bins this summer. Um, we really have a few few kinks to work out, and then the programming, the autonomous features, and getting it ready. So the answer is no, we're not on the market yet, but we're in that on the farm trial phase, 
hoping to, to then expand to some early adopters. We're still not ready for the full market and we'll just slowly start growing the, the availability from there based on, on the functions of the robot. Okay. How big is it? You measure it in diameter or do you measure it in length and width? How big is this thing? So it's 20 inches long, 18 inches wide and weighs 26 and a half pounds right now. So okay. that, that's the weight. Um, we have tried to keep it under 30 pounds so that you can move it from bin to bin if you want to. Um, and also, so the whole idea you asked about retrieving the robot. So the home base, which includes charging data communications, um, will have the backpack straps. Uh, it actually has a winch. So it lowers the robot down to the surface of the grain. The robot will go out and do its job and then return and get raised back up into that home base. Um, so that's actually you know, probably what I'm working on this weekend is to finish up that version. We've, we've been doing some testing and some pieces with the, the retrieval process, um, but that that's how that will work. And so we got to keep the, the robot light enough that it effectively moves on the grain with, with the battery and motors that we have, but also that allows it to be mobile. And if the use case for the farmer we want to, the idea is if, if they're not going to use it, then there's no reason for us to build it. Um, they ha we have to make it usable for a farmer so that they, they replace that shovel. Um, so they stay out of the bin. That, that's the whole goal for this, this business. I think this is a good place now to kind of start on the idea. How did, how did this whole idea come about? How did it originate? So I grew up in high school, middle school, building competitive robots um, just for fun, for education purposes, you know, um, and then kind of moved into doing a little bit of my own electronics design, um, had an opportunity to build a robotics platform for a company out of Chicago that my dad, Chad, uh, met with at a conference. Um, so that kind of got me into the startup world a little bit, just a sneak peek um, got me interested. And because of that robot that I made, um, our family friend who farms came to us and saw, saw the video of the robot, thought it was pretty cool and said, Hey, look, you guys make some cool robots. Why don't you make me one so that I never have to get into a grain bin and more especially my kids never have to get into a grain bin ever again. And it was sounded interesting. I mean, we're not farmers. We, we didn't really understand the need um, and so through our research um, and through talking to different farmers, I mean, everybody we've talked to since then that's in the industry has a story. They know someone um, or related to someone that unfortunately got hurt or even killed in a grain bin. And that, that's just what drives us beyond belief is that we have to do something to, to lessen this damage that's happening. Um, and so that's how it started. And we just started brainstorming and brainstorming and learned even more about the industry. Um, and, and that's kind of how we've based this whole robot. That's, that's where it all has come from is um, we've done hundreds of farmer interviews just to design this robot, how they want it, how they will use it um, and how it can fit into their everyday workflow. Okay. Did you want to add anything to that, Chad? Well, I think, I think part of the, the piece um, we started out just focused on safety, um, just thinking, hey, look, if we build a robot so 
if their grain starts to go bad, they can throw the robot in there instead of going in there with a pole or a shovel. Uh, but then as we started to, to explore and, and develop the robot more, um, we can make an impact on the quality of the stored grain um, so that those bad situations, we can't say they'll never happen, but, but if, if you manage your grain um, and, and what we're doing in our trials is, is proving our impact on that management, um, so, so farmer well-being and the, the quality of stored grain. So, so it, it's evolved into a focus on both, Absolutely. Um, even though our primary mission is that, that, that farmer safety. Piece. Yeah. Yeah. About keeping money in the farmer's pockets. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely. That, that tends to be a little bit more of a motivator for them to actually use it. They know the safety is a big deal. But sometimes they overlook that. Yeah. And, and so having the impact on both the farmer well-being and the quality of the grain will be more likely to get people to use it. Okay. So that's, that's the goal. Where is Grain Weevil? Where are you actually headquartered at? So I'm actually in Aurora, Nebraska, and that's considered where our headquarters are. Um, but we do have an office there in Omaha. Uh, my, my two engineers just graduated in May, so we've built this whole company while they're still in college. Um, so that was a fun juggling match for a while, but <laughs> now they're both full-time. So they have our engineering office there in Omaha, and then our you know, robot shop product office is here in, in Aurora, Nebraska. And Chad, I'm sorry if you mentioned this and I just missed it. When do you anticipate it actually coming on to market? We are hopeful um, starting in 2022, we'll be able to do some very controlled releases. Okay. Um, small, small amounts at a time so that we can, we can make sure that it can safely operate over longer periods of time, make sure that the whole network and whole system um, can operate. So that's, that's our goal. Uh, we want to be able to just get a robot in every grain bin immediately so we, we can eliminate those accidents. But we also have to make sure our robot is safe. We have to make sure that our robot is, is you know, it functions and does what it's supposed to do. Um, and when you watch the video, our robot looks pretty simple. Um, and But the physics of surviving a grain bin as a robot are very difficult. So mm -hmm. so we, we got a lot of that piece that we have to, we have to have robots in the grain bin for long periods right. of time. And so we're hopeful that in 2022, we'll start a rollout so that, that we can get more and more and more out there. Um, so that, that's our goal. Okay. And just a couple more questions. What does make that difficult? Um, what kinds of factors are, are making it difficult to keep that green removal in there? Well, the environmental factors that make it dangerous for a human also make it dangerous for a robot. Um, the dust, the mold. Okay. Um, so humidity and things like humidity. that. Humidity. It gets really, really hot inside of a grain bin during the summer. It can be very, very cold um, in a grain bin during the winter. Um, and, and so that plays a big role. But then just the physics of how the robot maneuvers on the grain. And, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't have a big robot that pushes grain. And we let gravity do all the work. So the flowing grain is our goal, but trying to maneuver a robot on the grain that's flowing is, is a very interesting dynamic. So it's almost like 
standing on a tree limb and you're cutting the tree limb off on the wrong side, right? You're, you're making what I'm trying to drive on is what I'm trying to make move. And, and so it's a very interesting physics dynamic. Okay. One last question. Any idea what the price point is going to be? Um, we don't know for sure yet. We are, we are very, very, very focused on keeping it affordable. Um, we believe the initial cost will be less than $5,000. Our biggest hurdle right now is that we have committed to not selling a robot that is not um, certified to operate in a dust environment. Um, so we have to go through some safety certification processes. Um, and those could add a, a significant amount of expense to pass those tests that, that we're unaware of right now. So that's, that's our biggest, we know how much it costs us to build a robot now. It's just a matter of how much it's going to cost us to ensure that it, it will never be a safety issue. Okay. Um, and, and if you're a safety robot, that's got to be a top priority. Yeah. So, so that's really our biggest unknown right now. I know there's a lot of other questions that people may have or we didn't get into, like, you know, what kind of materials you use and how long the life is of it and that kind of thing. So I might uh, ask you if we can do another interview in the future and maybe address some of those things because we're out of time for today. Yeah, no, that would be great. We'd be more than willing to come on and and share what we learned in our trials and, and yeah. start to add some more to the story. Well, Absolutely. Congratulations on, on this innovation. It's definitely going to benefit our whole industry. So thank you. Thank you for all you're doing. Awesome. Thanks for having thank us you. Again, I want to thank Chad Johnson, CEO of Grain Weevil, along with Ben Johnson. He's the Chief Innovation Officer, and they're co-founders of Grain Weevil. It's pretty easy to find you guys. I've, I saw you on social media. It just a, a quick search got me to your contact page. So if folks want to take a look at any more information, I know you have lots of videos and information out there. They can just do a quick search of Grain Weevil Robot, right? Yep, okay. or go to grainweevil.com. And that will wrap up this edition of the Ag Queen podcast. I'm your host, Lori Boyer. 